This is the Scoop for Friday. Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. Governor Ron DeSantis declared a state of emergency yesterday in response to the war between Israel and Hamas, with his office saying the declaration allows the Florida Division of Emergency Management to bring Floridians home and transport necessary supplies to Israel. The declaration came as the federal government said it is arranging charter flights to transport Americans. Some commercial airlines have halted service to Israel amid the escalating war that started Saturday with Hamas's surprise attack. WMNF's Chris Young reports that one Sarasota woman is still searching for her stepson, who is among the missing Israelis. Gillian Kay was in Baltimore when she heard about the Saturday attacks. She has stepchildren in Israel. We immediately tried to get in contact with all the kids, with everyone. Um, and uh, it was hard and it was, it was chaotic. And we understood very quickly that Sagi was missing. Her stepson, Sagi Dekelchen, lived in kibbutz near Oats next to the Gaza Strip with his wife and two daughters. It was invaded by Hamas. After Sagi got his wife and children and his two little girls into the bomb shelter, the safe room in their house, he went out into the house and out into the streets and with a small group of, of people, they fought to try to save the kibbutz and for hours. And... Um, all of them are missing. Sigi's father, Jonathan Dekelchen, flew to Israel Tuesday morning. He was in a press conference in Tel Aviv calling on Israel and the U.S. to share information on locating the missing. Really who Sigi was, really such a, a brave and passionate young man who loved, loves his family and um, his community. Kay has been writing to legislators and media to spread the word about Sigi. She wants to keep Sagi and the hundreds others missing on the forefront of people's minds. Because it's so easy to start to dehumanize the 150 hostages, the hundreds of people dead. The, um, but just, I guess, I wanted to share that, that, you know, he's, he's a real person who fought really bravely. And, um, yeah, we just, we just want to know where he is. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. Human trafficking is a difficult topic for many Floridians as modern-day slavery and forced sex work continue to cause concerns for both families and law enforcement throughout the state. WMNF's Corey Beltran reports from St. Petersburg, where a nonprofit called Miracles Outreach gathered panelists at the Carter G. Woodson Museum to discuss solutions. Law enforcement officials and human trafficking victims shared stories about some of their experiences with how sex workers have been exploited. Pinellas County Commissioner Renee Flowers says those concerns extend to farm workers living in Florida. A lot of those young girls are trafficked right there in the groves, and the parents won't say anything because they're all undocumented. Talicia Espinosa is a human trafficking survivor and offered to share her lived experience with the audience. Yeah, they may be prostituted. Yes, they may be victimized. But when it all comes down to it, you're a human being. I'm a human being. You deserve respect. I deserve respect. Espinoza says to look out for signs of trafficking, including children coming home with new cell phones or expensive gifts, matching tattoos among friends, and even video games with chat features where adults have access to engage with young children. For WMNF News, with Josh Holton, I'm Corey Beltran in St. Petersburg. Federal prosecutors announced charges yesterday against 17 Broward Sheriff's deputies. WLRN's Gerard Albert III has details. 
The deputies stand individually accused of defrauding federal COVID relief programs like the Paycheck Protection Program. Prosecutors say they used nearly half a million dollars for personal use. Here's Markenzie Lapointe, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida. Law enforcement officers stand in a position of trust to the members of the public who they serve. An officer who engaged in criminal activity, whether it occurs on duty or off duty, undermines this very trust. Broward Sheriff Gregory Tony says the department opened an internal investigation in 2021 where all 5,500 employees were reviewed. Before handing the case to the feds, the investigation found that a hundred of them applied for PPP loans. Here's Tony. This is theft from the American people. There's two million people in this county. These employees stole from those two million people as far as I'm concerned. According to BSO records, 16 of the deputies charged have been suspended without pay and one resigned. The U.S. Attorney's Office says its investigation into BSO is ongoing. I'm Gerard Albert III in Fort Lauderdale. Election supervisors are worried about poll workers and election staff becoming the target of threats and coercion as controversy around election security builds. As Margie Menzel reports, Mark Early from Leon County told the legislative delegation he believes changes may be needed. Early says he has received troubling public records requests for the personal information of staff and volunteers. He worries that information could open the door to threats, harassment, and coercion aimed at elections workers. Because they are uh, invested with a lot of passwords and things like that about our voting systems and our voter registration systems. But this is something we've seen coming. We've asked for these protections in the past, but it's here right now. And uh, I think it's, it's a big concern of ours. So we would like very much to have explicit protections for those, especially our poll workers. Now the state's election supervisors are asking the legislature to exempt election worker information from public records requests. They're also asking lawmakers to exempt all voter information from public records requests. Under that proposal, the information would be made available only to the voter, a canvassing board, an election official, a political party, or a qualified candidate facing opposition. For WFSU News, I'm Margie Menzel. For the weather, it's warm and cloudy in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the upper 80s and overnight lows in the mid-70s. Cooler weather coming Sunday night. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.